Hello and welcome to the infamous The Three Knobs podcast, the all-in-one automotive podcast presented to you by Three Knobs. Um, I am Shivam, the first knob. I'm Harry, the second knob. And I'm Lucas, arguably the biggest and the best, the third knob. Just just the biggest knob. We'll we'll leave it at that. Um, I want to just dive straight in. Uh, by talking about timber. Now, bear with me, timbers. I want to talk about certain nice timbers, otherwise known as good wood. Uh, a festival of speed that happened relatively recently, and I see, I see everyone, <laughs> everyone else cringing. But anyway, bear with me. Uh, good wood festival of speed that happened uh, a few weekends ago. Um, what happened, lads? Well, I'd like to start talking about, well, we all saw the crashing Hyundai, the Ionic 6, but I think that's all, we need to focus more on the Ionic 5 N. So, as we all know, we all sort of like the Ionic 5, probably one of the best looking electric cars, and they've just made, basically, they said it's got race car DNA, the new Ionic 5 N. So, I just think, it's probably going to be one of the best sporty electric sports cars you've got there. It's fairly small, not that big. Decent range. I mean, something like, what was it, 200 to 220 miles. So I think that's probably your best bet for electric cars now, to go for something I, like an Ionic. I think you cannot get a better electric car for the money. And I'd like to quickly just mention my favourite feature, which I think both of you know, which is the fake car sounds. I was waiting for a manufacturer to actually do this on a proper production car. Like Porsche have their electric sports sound on the Taycan and whatnot. But this, this is something else. You can pick between like um, a futuristic electric kind of noise or like a two litre turbo um, or an F1 car, something basically. And it kind of plays it through the speakers. Now, it's not obviously the real deal, but it's also got a simulated eight speed dual clutch gearbox, which you can control using paddle shifters behind the steering wheel. I think this is like, this is like being vegan, you know, vegan sausage rolls or something or, or using soy produce. It's not the real deal, but it's, it's, it's as good as it can get. And this is kind of what we have to live with for the future. The only problem that I would have with that electric car is it could be a lot like the Fiat 500e. It just sounds like it's stuck in second gear all the time. So it's really hard to get. Oh, do you mean like the Abarth 500? Yeah. Yeah, I I disagree. I think what they've done here is they've actually simulated an eight-speed gearbox. I think that's more likely to save it a little bit. It's not going to be perfect. We're really in the early stages of development for this kind of technology, but it will get to a point when it gets better. Like soya milk, I'm sure right at the beginning of soya milk, it tasted absolutely crap, but now it's not that bad. No, it still tastes like crap. Honestly, it's disgusting. Right, but well. no, uh, no, I, I do side with Shivam though. I think this tech is only going to get better, especially when bigger manufacturers start developing this tech as well. I'm sure Porsche, BMW, Mercedes will soon take on this, you know, route of development. So, I, yeah. hear me out. Hear me out. I'm more excited about Hyundai and Kia's future than BMWs, Mercedes, and Audi's future. Okay, please could you go just put yourself in the bin and not come out again? Um, I no, Hyundai yes, but not Kia. Okay, yeah, not Kia, fine, but Hyundai, yeah. But okay, sorry if I'm being naive. But I would argue the only reason people currently like Hyundai is because their designs are being made by former BMW design chief. So I think yeah. Former, that definitely former. It can't be a current BMW design yeah, chief yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, that, it's a few issues with the BMW's current design. That's an understatement. Now, but let's not get bogged down about BMW's design. Back to Goodwood or Nice Timber. Okay, I'd say probably one of the best looking cars in Goodwood was the Lamborghini SC63. I, I know you probably don't like it, Shim, because it's just a Le Mans car and you find those cars sort of stupid. I just think it's outrageous what I notice. It's going to try and target the 499p, the Ferrari, and I just think... But realistically, like, if we hold Lamborghini's racing pedigree to account, it's going to be an absolute shitter of a car. And you know what? I don't care. 
Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Just imagine a Ferrari and a Lamborghini racing alongside each other at the mall. Just the spectacle I mean, that that would be. The Lamborghini I think, would just to unlap itself, if anything. But I yeah. think more desperately than I want to go to my first F1 race, I want to go to a Le Mans race. I mean, they've got Cadillac, Peugeot, Ferrari, mm. Toyota, Lamborghini now, for goodness sake, Alpine, and the cars look incredible. I think it's overall probably just going to be a more exciting kind of race, especially with these manufacturers coming in. Le Mans is going to be the new F1, I think. They'll never replace F1 due to like yeah. the length of the race and the fact it's only one race a year. But I yeah. just think it's such a great like thing for them to get involved with, especially now, picking mm -hmm. up in popularity and everything like that. Also, speaking about popularity, McLaren's doing something rather good with they announced that they weren't going to go for any SUVs until probably mm -hmm. 2028. Yeah. Yeah. Um, t realistically, I think their first issue is just trying to make cars work. Okay, like, so. not right. catch fire, right. not break down halfway on the M25, just actually make working cars. Because otherwise, McLarens are brilliant, man, but their reliability problem. It just, all right, I'm going to put it like this an F8 Tributo and a 720S. Roughly the same starting costs, okay? But three years on, an F8 Tributo costs about £220,000, and a 720S would probably cost you about £160,000. It just yeah, shows. I mean, McLaren needs to sort of... They're not doing the best right now. They yeah. say they're going to target profits before EVs, but that's really risky because... Everyone's moving towards EVs, and especially someone like McLaren, a smaller manufacturer. You don't want to be left behind at all. Mm -hmm. But I just quick digression. If they can hold up their motorsport side of things like they did at the Hungarian Grand Prix, you know, that might be able to save their asses a little bit. Yeah, but what you've got to remember is the McLaren motorsport is completely separate from the actual... Like yeah, a car company. It's, it's not like Aston Martin, is it? So, yeah, it's a bit more complex. Yeah, good point. Uh, back to Goodwood then. Anything else? Probably, I'd say the Ferrari KC23. It's mm -hmm. a one of Ferrari, so it's probably not that important, but I think probably the design cues, you know, the massive LED strip along the front and the back, it sort of just shows the direction that Ferrari is going to be going. And to be honest, if their future cars look anything like the KC23, it's going to be great, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to quickly remind myself what it looks like. Harry, have you got any thoughts on the car? I mean, it's a great looking car, but the thing with, I mean, these modern concept cars, and just cars in general, with, you know, the LED strip, the light strip bars, I think in a few years' time, that design trend will eventually, you know, just go out of date and it will become something like a bag of expired milk. Okay, so, yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll, I'll be honest here. I'm not the biggest fan of the design. Yeah, because the, the problem is, like, with those LED strips, they look good on some cars, but other cars, I'd say, like, the Porsche 911, that LED strip at the back, it does not fit it. Whoa, like, whoa, no, whoa. No. I, whoa. I disagree heavily. Shots fired. Shots I think, fired. I think Porsche does the LED light bar the best out of all manufacturers. I don't. They pioneered the bloody thing. It look too sort of fat and stocky. It makes the it look thing sort is, though, with the 992, it's probably got the worst side profile out of all 911s. Oh, my so, God. All shots fired. All I think shots fired. Okay, but sure, it does though. It's got a, it hasn't got the best side profile of a 911. Or the back. I just think it looks too sort of chunky. It's not the back. It doesn't have the the, the rare three quarters. It's got the biggest bum of any Don't car. Don't say it. Okay, okay. And I that thought, tail yeah, bar. I think that makes it look too sort of. It looks like it's got lots of weight behind it. It doesn't feel like a sports car because the problem with 911s now is they're not really. They've gone out of the territory of sports cars. They don't cost as much as sports car anymore, and they're just—I think they're just too big. Look, uh, that's—I guess you could call that—that's the old nine eleven man's kind of perspective. My perspective is that I'm liking this direction that 
the 911 is heading in. It's becoming more of a GT car. It's got more stance to it. I like the fact that they're all wide body now because it just generally looks better than the narrow body, in my opinion. And I think that tail bar, especially at night time, it just gives it... Is it, it's, is it, is it really a 911 if it's a GT car? Yeah, I think so. Because I think that's the new DNA of the 911. Let's still not forget, by the way, that a almost any a... 911 will on a B road, be able to kill anything else remotely close to it. It'll kill an F-Type, it'll kill an M4. So it's still got a sports car, but it's more now GT car first, sports car second, rather than sports car first, sports car second as well. It's still just a bit of a glorified Beetle in a way. Okay, okay. I'm not liking this. My blood pressure is getting so high, not just from the croissant I ate for breakfast, but because of you, Mr. Lucas. So... Uh, I'd like to quickly move on to something else from Goodwood, which is give me a second to just um, think of something else that happened in Goodwood. Oh yeah, Saturday got cancelled. Yeah, the, the Saturday got cancelled, which is a um, bit of a, a weird thing. And if I'm honest, actually, yeah, go on. It wasn't that great this year, Goodwood. I mean, not just the weather, but like in terms of the cars that did come to town. Yeah. It was, last year there were there were a flurry of cars. It was amazing. I mean, you that's, went last year. As well, yes, so. that's exactly the point I was going to come on to, which is I think this year was just a little bit underwhelming. Yeah. I mean, I I obviously having gone last year to what I think was one of the best Goodwoods in a very long time. I mean, I I I really enjoyed it, and I saw the McMurtry break the record. This year, the only record we saw broken was the Rimac Nevera, which broke the uh, road-going car hill climb record. But even then, oh, was it like that impressive? I mean, it's a 2,000 horsepower electric car with loads of downfalls. What did you expect? I mean, the thing is, you can't expect records to be broken year after year. Okay, Lucas, just, just take a breather. Lucas, take a breather. Your internet is basically as slow as me trying to run a cross-country race. Um, Yes, solid dead last by a fairly long margin. So, Harry, I'm going to quickly discuss this with you because let's talk about all the things that Lucas is wrong about whilst his internet's down. Like, 992, I mean, come on, it's it's a very good, it's generally a very all-rounded generation of car. It's a very good generation of the 911, but I'd still have the 997. Any day oh yeah, 997 I think is the best, we're never going to hit 997 yeah. again, but it's still very expensive. Because I think the 9, yeah that is true, but in terms of you know what you said about the sports car and then the GT car, the 911, you know, it perfects the idea of the sports car coming first, whilst also, you know, incorporating ideas of the GT car. Yeah, Um. but other bit, yeah, I yeah. I think I think that's mainly any other car news, guys. Before we I move mean, on to, we could, we could talk about Jaguar and Tata in terms of them securing batteries and uh, also Jaguar securing more investment, which is going to be crucial for you know their almost third reboot and the drive for electrification. Because you know, I mean, J- second EVs pivotal for their success. The problem with Jaguar is now. It's very reliant on the Land Rover part of Jaguar Land Rover. Yeah. Jaguar is sort of, I wouldn't say it's dead, but it is dead. There's not really yeah. much holding yeah. up anymore. Whereas, whereas Land Rover, their business model is, I mean, it's, it's brilliant. You know, sell a car, breaks down, bring it back to the dealership, charge them a whack by fixing it, give it back, get it stolen, they come back, buy another car. How much money do you make from that? I mean... <laughs> But, it's brilliant. Yeah, with Jaguar, I mean, and they have to get the second car correct. Like, if the, there's no two ways about it, if they don't, it, that's it. Like, they're pretty much dead. Which is a shame because they. Yeah. I mean, F Type's already dead, which leaves, in my opinion, the only good Jaguar left. Like the one that I actually buy is an F Pace. Yeah, I was about to say. E Pace, a just... bit too squished and ugly. And... Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a really sad, you know, time for Jaguar, but, yeah. They do say third time lucky, so let's keep our heads high. 
Well, I mean, what I would like to see sort of from Jag is we all love their classic sort of designs like an E-type. So why not sort of bring that back? I wouldn't say like a resto mod, but just bring back some sort of that classical like or, design that they have. Well, why don't business. they why don't they do what Mini's doing? So what Mini are doing is they're buying back old old shape like Austin Minis, Morris Minis, and then they're stripping out the internals, putting an electric motor in it and selling it to customers. And that's Mini themselves are doing it. If Jaguar mm -hmm. said, hey, we'll buy some rust bucket E-types, we'll do like a batch of maybe 20, we'll put an electric powertrain in it, sell them at 150 grand a piece, here you are. Okay, it's a very small project, but overall it makes the brand more admirable whereas now they're even losing those customers who look at jaguar and aspire to own one because now there aren't really any aspirational models left yeah well i mean that's a shame anyway i think now's probably a good time talking about rest of us to move on to the main part of today's podcast segway yes Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Ah, um, my bad. The okay. main part of this uh, podcast is meant to be um, which car would we like to be seen rest of models? I mean, it can no, be any. We can give multiple answers and just yeah. discuss it, by the way, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to with a really stupid one, which I know you'll probably hate. Can you say it's not a Suzuki Caravan? And Nissan Sylvia. Okay, right. <sighs> It's all right. Any unfancy, because I mean, like, like, SX, the thirteen, it just anything. Like that, I think, especially, you could just say I'm a JDM fanboy at this point. But you any are. of those sorts of cars, yeah, I mean, I am. But any of those sorts of cars, people would love to have back, and I think just bring back all that DNA of that cheap sports car. A bit of a shit box, but it's good enough to sort of. I don't know. I just feel as if not equivalent of two hundred anymore, is it? Um, uh, I'm going to quickly make a point, Lucas. Side note: your connection is very dodgy right now. But um, Nissan Sylvia, I can see that working. If I'm being completely unbiased, I can see a Sylvia Resto mod working because it's got a boxy design, which is really in yeah. now. Like that, the trend is boxy designs. Like they're coming back, and I think a Sylvia would kind of suit that. And then if you stick like a an engine from some sort of Nissan Pulsar, but supered up, so it gives like 300 horsepower. Strap it to a manual gearbox. I think not necessarily a resto mod as such, but it might be like a good model to put alongside, say, um, like a, an, an even cheaper 400Z rivaling the GR86. Yeah. Harry, would you like to go mm -hmm. next? Um, okay. Uh, well, I mean, I had a JDM car. Um, I was thinking of one. Uh, so it's a 2000 GT, but then I realized I don't want to rest them on something that's already really sleek and classy. So I I decided to go with uh, BMW 2800 GTS. I mean, this never entered production. It was a coach-built Italian concept. It was a one-off in a beautiful green color. It, it was amazing. It had an amazing inline six. It was based off the inline 2800 CS, and it was just beautiful. Uh, and I'd rest mod it immediately because I mean even if the you know just brought it back into production as an electrified car, I'd take that as well. Because it's sorry, give give Lucas and I a second to just Google what the hell this thing is. My first thoughts is it looks like yeah, it's got a very Italian design, just generally yeah. a very Italian. I I see what you mean, but that doesn't become a resto mod. It becomes something where they have to take like an old M5 chassis, cut it in half, shorten it. It's a bit like the new Stratos kind of thing. Like it's not yeah. really taking an old car and rebuilding it to the re, re, rebuilding it from the ground up and changing a few bits and bobs. It becomes basically redesigning the whole car. But I kind of see it working. So yeah, I think is our coupes a dying breed. You know, like convertibles in terms of you know, like a Z4. They are a dying breed. So I don't. If it was to come into production, I don't think think it would actually. You know going to a profit zone yeah it would be like a, an lfa or a veyron or something just a fun yeah. project it'd probably be like a you know a one-off 
Like where they build like you know, another, another sort of gem call that I think would be really good to be a wrestler modded. AMG Hammer Coupe. Yes, yes that's, that's good. good. Me, yeah. You know what? They so just I'm... I just take like an like one of those or something like because it, it was based on like a, a five hundred SEC or something like that. Or just take one of them, smoothen it out, give it like more like a modern design but still retaining that boxiness and then four liter twin turbocharged v8 engine drop it in front 700 million horsepower rear wheel drive and just it, it would be like the lamborghini of amg it, like if mercedes did that or if someone did that it would kind of give me hope for classic cars i wouldn't, I wouldn't say the lamborghini of amg but it, it, it would be the unofficial muscle car of amg yeah okay yeah fair enough yeah i mean my shout well I, i've got a couple but up until recently i would have said the lamborghini diablo but mm -hmm. i don't know if you saw the eccentrica diablo i am obsessed with this thing i think it looks incredible but obviously that's been done now which is uh, and i'm so glad because that is my favorite lamborghini of all time pretty much i love the diablo but um my next choice is i don't think well there might be and we're not aware of it but in terms of american muscle cars resto modded there are a few but there aren't any like really well-known ones like eagle or singer or theon design or something like that there's there's none for american muscle cars so i'd say take what i think is the definitive and most beautiful american muscle car the c3 corvette and resto mod that that would be great. Long bonnet, swooping lines. It's kind of like the American SLS of the 70s. That I that mean, would be my shout. I mean, I've got a muscle car, so I don't know if you just call it a muscle car, but this was, you know, back in the 70s. The Chevrolet Bel Air. Not the Mark 1, but the Mark 2. That was a beautiful car. It was honestly stunning. Like, it's just drop-dead gorgeous. Yes. Okay. Uh -oh. I'm just... Oh, Lucas, your internet's going out. Chevy Impala. Chevrolet Impala. Okay. It's a good shot. I, I think Bel Air, personally, because I think that has yeah. more flamboyance to it. It does, yeah. But, yeah, n not a bad shout. Um, I mean, what about the Roadrunner? You know, the Plymouth Roadrunner. I mean, that's one hell of a car as well. Ooh, is that's not the one with the big wing? Is that the? F it is um, the one that Richard that Hammond. is right. Yeah, that's that's uh, that. I think that might have already been wrestling with it. I can't remember, but that that isn't just. It's just so American. It's yeah. so American. Um, but we we we've, we've done it. Is it's just a superbird, but they gave them. So the way it worked for like the homologation is they were homologation cars, and they had to sell two per dealership in the US. So it's just the sort of fancy uh, Superbird with the comical horn. So I think probably more likely would be a Superbird resto mod because there's more of those around and they're easier sort of, I'd say, to replicate. Yeah, not bad. Hang on, didn't we leave. That... Didn't that have a NASCAR engine or am I? Yeah, this... Okay. Uh, this the Plymouth, the Superburden, was probably the last ones with the modified bodywork where you could have the massive rear wing. Because after that, you have to keep the stock bodywork, and that's why you get all the current NASCARs just look like pretty basic, like Mustangs and stuff like that, or Toyota Camrys. I've I've noticed something about all of our choices so far are sporty-ish, and I kind of want to tie in something from our previous episode, which is. Why not rest a why not rest mode like a luxury car like a Rolls Royce Silver Shadow? Mm, none of the current luxury. No, bear with me. Like you take a Silver Shadow, you can pick them up dirt cheap nowadays. So you buy one of those, and then you strip it all apart. You take out the engine, completely rebuild it, and maybe give it a bit more power, and then inside drape it with way too much leather like literally buy a whole cow farm slaughter every one and just fit it inside and then iron out the bodywork make it slight 
retaining that boxiness but get rid of the big bumpers so it has a more modern design and then that would be like a cool resto mod and something no one else has ever done anything like that before i don't know i mean if you were to rest a mod a rolls royce you'd probably you know replace the engine with an electric motor but also in terms of the silver shadow uh, i don't know i wouldn't rest a mod it i just would another way you could go and rest a mod would be a ford bronco yeah, they've already done that though, haven't they? They've done it, mate. Yeah. But I get that kind of car, yeah. That, like, a, a an SUV, like a 4x4 a four four rugged kind of... Why not, an old, like, an old Toyota Land Cruiser or an FJ40? I mean, the reason why it fits the Bronco so well is because it's got the angel headlights. So when you rest them on it, it just looks mm-hmm. really nice and clean. I don't know yeah. if that would apply to the Land Cruiser as well, though. Yeah. What about I... a pickup? Sorry? A pickup. Okay. Okay. Ford F100? There are better pickups to rest them on. I was thinking, you know, the, I don't know what it's called, the Volkswagen, like it's based on the Mark 1 Golf or something, and it's that kind of pickup. Or it's not based on the Mark 1 Golf. You, you know the one I'm talking about. It's it's an old VW pickup from the 70s. I've got no clue. I'm going to have to look at this. Uh, I only know it because of Forza. Let me... Old VW pickup. Um, to the absolutely nobody listening, uh, just bear with us. The Rabbit pickup. The Caddy. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, one of those. I think that that would be a cool resto mod. Yeah, yeah. Give it, give it the engine from like a, a modern GTI Golf, limited slip diff, and then <laughs> boom, okay. you, you you've got something that would just you take it to car shows and people would be like, "What the hell is that?" Okay. Mm-hmm. I I can just tell the disappointment on Lucas's face. He's going to be talking about how it's a beetle or like it's got a chassis or something, something. It, it just doesn't do anything for me. This is, why not do a Subaru? Okay, can we move on before he mentions that word again? A, a, a Subaru. Um, yeah, I'm with Harry on this one. Uh, why do we talk about bad cars to rest on no there are way too many bad cars oh here's another good one to rest on you have to bear with me on this i'm back with vw a type one like or type two like the old vans the camper vans well i'd say problem with those is that like you can't really do mother yeah uh in case you know you're normal and you could not understand a word that Lucas just said, he said that you can't do much with them. Um, yeah, I think I think the problem is there are so many cars that we just look at and we think it's perfect as it is. Like if we looked at an E-Type before Eagle came along, we think that's perfect. You can't possibly improve on it. But until someone actually goes ahead and does it you don't actually realize just how amazing it looks do you get what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. like then, then again some cars are just better untouched yeah but i would have said that about the e-type but if someone gave me a million pounds i wouldn't go and buy 10 series 2 or series 1 e-types i would go and buy two eagle speedsters or something because they are just something that, that they are just like an e-type but just made for the 21st century mm-hmm. i mean they're probably less likely to break down as well yeah one of my favorite resto mods is something called the mini um uh david brown automotive so what this company does is they take uh, an old kind of mini they take it all apart they rebuild the engine they rebuild the suspension components and they drape it in leather and it costs about a hundred thousand pounds which is crazy for an old mini i get that but it, it's it's just awesome like it's just cool and i um, like old minis anyway 
I'm only paying £100,000 for an Austin Mini if it's the green and black Mini that featured in Mr. Bean. Dun, dun, dun. I'm going to put a sofa on it. I would just put a sofa <laughs> on it. Actually, there are so many. I, the, that's the problem with resto mods is they are so expensive. Can you really justify spending that kind of money? I mean, I mean, okay. Yeah, from my perspective, as an unfortunate BMW fan, I definitely would. Because I mean, have you seen the business model and the design language of new BMWs? It's just horrendous. What the? I I came across a TikTok the other day. And it said, what did the 5 Series ever do in its life to deserve the new design that it has now? What yeah, sin did it commit? It's, it's so yeah. ugly. Can we can we hire back the, the Hyundai you know, chief designer, whatever, please? Because BMW does need some saving. It's... Hey, can we can we hire back? Who was the guy that designed like the E60 era? Uh, Chris Bangle. Yeah, Chris Bangle. I wouldn't mind him back. His cars were better than the current BMW yeah. design language. Um, can we just get AI to design cars at this point? Because yeah, because they probably do a better job. Apart from the three series and M three and the BMW XM, I don't think there are any good looking BMWs left. Okay. And so moving Before on, I punch him in the face. Uh, Glad we're yeah. doing this on Zoom. Uh, okay, so I think it's now probably time we move on to our next segment, which is we have a totally real person with a totally real budget and totally real name and everything who wants us to recommend a car for them. So today we have a rather lardy American who is wishing to have a sort of classic muscle car, so to speak, for under, I'd say, 50k is I think what he said originally um, in the UK. So something that fits his sort of all-American VA anti-communist genes okay uh 50 grand in pounds or dollars he only lives in dollars he only lives in dollars cool right my car might have taken a hit all right go ahead uh okay well it was already over the 50k budget but um the car i chose was a 1967 chevrolet and uh, yeah, probably one of the most iconic Corvettes. It's just amazing. Uh, an, an iconic silhouette. And Neil Armstrong drove one. He went to the moon, so I guess that fuels the anti-communist propaganda as well. Is it? Is it a C3 Corvette? I think, if I'm not mistaken, it is a C3 Corvette, but I don't know much about Corvettes. Because that is probably the most iconic one out of them all, yeah. so I think the American will be extremely happy with something like that. I yeah. went for another another sort of stupid car. I went for a Mark 1 Mustang. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, the original was the best one. They're yeah. not expensive. You can get a good running one for around 40 grand. That's surprising. Yeah, the problem with these is fuel consumption and all of that, but if you're American, you don't care about all of that. Left-hand yeah. drive doesn't really matter. It's just, it's got such great road presence, the massive VA engine. I think it's what, like six litres or something like that. Stupid. It's just mm -hmm. an incredible car. Right. Yeah, the Stingray's got a 70 V8 as well. It's insane. I, I don't understand why. But... And, and they somehow managed to get, what, like 180 horsepower out of these engines somehow? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Stingray has over 400, which is amazing for its time as well. No, I mean, we, we remember that Grand Tour episode where they each bought an American car. Yeah. Eight litre V8, <laughs> one horsepower. Like, <laughs> even now, I mean, I remember um going on holiday once me had a rental car and it was a, a dodge charger and it was in like a 2021 model or something and it had a 3.6 liter naturally aspirated v6 now let's be honest the japanese or the europeans could easily get what 320 330 brake horsepower out of, a, out of that yeah probably i think the one we had had less than 300 like 296 or something 
Well, that's not too bad. It's not too bad, but still, You're it's like it out of proportion for me. You're not going to lie, because if we if we look at the olden days, you know, the good old American days, the American dream, that was when it was quite hideous in terms of. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good point. Good point. Now I have a a confession to make. I knew that this had to be. We had to find a car for this gentleman. I also knew of the budget. I knew of all the rules. And for whatever reason, in my mind, I had marked it as something I had already done, but I did not. Uh, so I've just been browsing Auto Trader to try and find something for this uh, idiotic gentleman. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm thinking that this man seems like he needs to be punished. He's <laughs> he's not a very nice gentleman. He clearly spends his whole time cheating on his wife with his mistress and taking her out to fancy meals at McDonald's. Um, and therefore he needs a car that represents everything that isn't him. And hence, as the almighty Shivam that I am, I demand that this man must drive a Jeep Wrangler Rubicon. I was yeah. thinking of Paul you know, to compress his fat, but that's also a good alternative. No, I, I, no, I'm, am just kidding about the Jeep, Jeep Wrangler Rubicon. But I think he seems too lazy to want to change gear himself. So whatever it is, it has to be an automatic. And I picture him as the kind of person who doesn't care if it's, he just wants it to look like it's an American muscle car. So I think he'd be fine with the previous generation V6 Mustang with an automatic gearbox, which is the. He would yeah. not be happy with the V6. He would no, not be happy with the V6? You're kidding no me. Would be happy oh my V6. God, you're getting me to do more thinking on the spot. I don't like thinking. It's summer holidays for me, and I don't don't like thinking too much. What about an E92 BMW M3? Is it American? <laughs> it's a muscle car. It's a V8. It's rear-wheel drive, and it's Larry. It's a muscle car. It, um, he's got a point. He's got a point. The thing is, though, I would have to say Harry's is definitely the best. What, uh, oh, C3? Yeah. C3 Corvette. I, I, mean, I think know. that's... It's too beautiful a car for too ugly a man. Okay, right. If if we are taking that as... You know, what about Cadillac Coupe de Ville? It's oh, similar. yes! Yes, yes, yes. him perfectly. <laughs> yes, I want him in a Coupe de Ville. I desperately want to see him in a Coupe de Ville. Every corner of the car rolls <laughs> over like a seal or something, and then just... <laughs> you don't want him to be on a land boat. It's just oh my god, that'd be brilliant. When he's going, when he's going around left-hand corners, because he's sitting on the left-hand side of the car, there's loads of grip. But when he goes around right-hand corners, the car just rolls over because obviously the suspension is basically as floppy as a fried egg, and it's it's just an awful car for <laughs> any driver's person. But it's I mean, so big, it's so flamboyant, it's perfect. If we're, if we're also you know taking him as a stereotypical American person. So, you know, as I said, a bit lazy. I, I It wouldn't really help, you know. Yeah, it, it, as soon as he gets into it, it'll be slumped to one side. <laughs> it's, oh, it's a horrible car, I'm sorry. I also, I think 50,000 in America, at least, gets you quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I take um, your guys' standpoint on this, we want something that's powerful enough and large enough to fit this gentleman but he's not a very nice gentleman so we don't want to be giving him like a rolls royce why not give him a mccann gts he accepts that the mccann gts is a terrible car yeah it is a horrible car Okay, all right. Yeah, I, just set yourself up. I, I'm not going to lie, though, Harry. I think I'm going to go with Lucas on this one. I think his choice of a, a first-generation Mustang is perfect. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to stick with Stingray. 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 I'm, I'm going to stick with the Cadillac Coupe de E92 Rubicon because I didn't research, and that's my fault. Yeah, that's okay. Um... <laughs> Apologies, but I, uh, anything else you want to add to that segment? Because um, I, I, I think we, we should play a little game um, 
if you, if you guys don't mind. Oh, wait, yeah, go on. Uh, Cadillac Eldorado. The Eldorado. 8.2 litre. Okay, not Can bad. Can you get that for under 50k, though? I, 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 I don't see. Because, I mean. <gasps> oh, my I mean, God. It, I have found. Really, really... I found the car. Just a quick browse on Auto Trader. Set the minimum to thirty thousand pounds. Set the yeah, maximum to thirty-five thousand yeah. pounds. No, 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 no. It's a Hummer H two. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, no, that's stupid. I think we should end it there before she starts getting any more. Okay. Uh, you know, fair enough. I promise next week I'll do a bit more research. But I'd like to play a little game because there is a trend on TikTok now called this or that. Harry, um, would you like to explain it? Um. So you get an option of two cars. One is this, and the other is that. And you pretty much just choose the car you take out of the two. Yeah. So I've got a few loaded up. Obviously, I'm using TikTok for this. Uh, so it's very creative. And um, yeah, I know. Ingenious. I know. I'll, I'll try and think of my own next week. But first <laughs> one: nine nine two Turbo S or McLaren seven twenty S. Seven twenty S. Seven twenty S. Turbo S. Seven twenty S. 720s. 720s. You're 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 delusional. You're a Porsche fanboy. Oh, you're delusional. Uh, you're one of those Porsche fanboys that believe the world revolves around a 992. No, uh, it is difficult because the 720s is an absolutely phenomenal car. It is, yeah. <sighs> you just you have okay. to admit it. Come on. Okay, no. I'll be honest with you. If I was buying one of them, it'd definitely be the Turbo S. My money's safer there. I'm safer there. Okay. My family's safer there. But if it's just from a dreamer's board point of view, which is, I guess, what I am now, 720S. Yeah, sure. Why not? I, I can I can live for that. I can live for that. Next up, and I'm not even kidding you on this particular video here. It's the choice between your two cars that you picked for the fat American gentleman, uh, mm. a Mustang from 1967 or a C3 Corvette. C3 Corvette. Yep. Corvette. Corvette. It's, I think the C3 Corvette, I mean, it's my choice for the rest of mod. I think it's one of the most beautiful American cars ever made, ever. 100%. It's, it's um, too clean for an American car. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to skip this racing car version because we don't, I don't think we know much about them. But, okay, this one's going to be tricky. CLK GTR or Porsche 911's Tratusversen. GT1 Strassen version. Yes, GT1 Strassen's person. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Because there's only, what, 13 of them compared to the 25 CLK GTRs. I know it wasn't as dominant in racing. And you've also got the CLK GTR, which did the famous backflip. But I still think, at the end of the day, I'd go for the 911 for once. Ah, it's difficult for me. It is really difficult for me. I think I'd probably go nine eleven too. Harry, yourself? I don't know much about the G the nine eleven, but the CLK GCR is quite iconic. It is. Uh, so it is. and very, very, you know, ludicrous in terms of its looks. Oh God, for that crazy. reason only, um, I'll pick the CLK. All right, uh, I've, I've got another one loaded up, and I'm going to wait for Lucas on this one because this one's going to be really fun. I think we'll end on this one because there are quite a few, and it is purely BMW versus Mercedes, which is brilliant because I, I'm a Mercedes. Uh, no, 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 but they're different cars because you can't just say BMW because we all know BMW. Mercedes is better. I'm going to say BMW for everything. No, because there are a few which might actually get you to think here. If I figure out that that's not the case, and I'll just move on. But 300 SL Gullwing. Or BMW 507. 507. 507. As a diehard Mercedes fan, I'm going to have to say the BMW 507. It is one of the best looking cars of all time. There's a reason why Elvis Presley had one of them. I, I, yeah. I would go as far as saying the 507 is the best looking car of all time. Yeah. In my opinion, it's got the best stance to a sports car of all time. Yeah. Not yeah. too low. It's, it's perfect car. Nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, if only, you know, it didn't nearly make BMW go bankrupt. We might have yeah. some iconic designs. 
Um, pro problem here is I'm flicking through these and I cannot see a single other one where I would not. It's it's obviously BMW for all of them. So let's see. Uh, hypercars. All right. I'll, I'll try this one. This is not BMW versus Mercedes, but Ford GT or McLaren Senna. Oh, that's, that's quite a hard one. It's, it's the new Ford GT. It's the Senna. new one. Senna. Oh, it's the new. Okay, then Senna, yeah. If it was the old GT40, I might have considered it. Now, after having sat in a McLaren Senna before, <laughs> um, which is not relevant, I just wanted to say that. Uh, yeah, cool. I. Um, I'm not sure. Can we both? Can we all agree? Like the McLaren Senna is not a good-looking car. It's... It is a good-looking car. What? It's hideous, Lucas. It, no, no. The the front isn't pleasing to look at, but it's not hideous. Okay, it's great it's, it's it's not it's not. Harry put it best. It's not a pleasing-looking car. It's not something you look at and think, "Oh my god, that's beautiful." It's wild. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, agree with it's that. Functional. It's functional. Yeah, that's who it is functional. Yeah, it's functional, fine. Um, yeah, Senna. Senna. Uh, oh, okay. Pagani Zonda R or um, Lamborghini Veneno? Zonda. Uh, you know what? Okay, this is personally due to nostalgia. I had, a, like, a 1 to 32 skull. Uh... The one to ten scale Veneno, um, yeah. RC car, and it, like when I was like six or seven, it was like solely my own. It was my only purpose in life to, you know, get a job and get one of those. So yeah, for that reason, the it's a reskinned Aventador. It is, but it's just no. You know, yeah. what? I'm with Harry on this one. For nostalgia alone, the Veneno's better. I'm I goes under, but I, I see mean, his point. If I was to no, put my, my nostalgia to one side and think about how amazing a car the Zonda R truly is, I would pick the Zonda R, but I'm not going yeah. to do that. Yeah, but did you ever watch that Top Gear episode where Jeremy Clarkson reviewed the Zonda R? He had to put yeah. earplugs in. He was talking yeah, about the fact yeah. it was too loud for any racetrack. The Nürburgring type, like, stick it on the front. Yeah. It's, but, I don't Lucas, know how Lucas, 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 why... Are classic cars expensive? Why are cars like Ferrari Testarossa, Aston DB5 so expensive? It's because kids who grew up with that as the car are now able to afford it and paying yeah. really expensive. Watch, by the time we're in our 50s or 60s, Aventadors will be in the millions easily because they were the poster car. And so I kind of see why, Harry, you're like Veneno because if that's something you've grown up with, nostalgia trumps every time yeah. if like you've grown up desiring and yearning after a veneno i see why that works so i completely agree with your perspective for me i grew up in fantasy of the mercedes c220 that my dad had so i'm just going to go for the zonda <laughs> r in this case well that is a very dreary childhood um uh aston vulcan or hennessy venom f5 vulcan yeah vulcan. Vulcan, easy, no, easy. Uh, Koenigsegg one to one or AMG one. Koenigsegg one to one. Koenigsegg. Strange people. Str I don't really get the fuss with Koenigsegg. I didn't get the fuss with the AMG one to one. I don't really get the fuss with. The, I I don't like the AMG one either. But I'm just gonna go for it because technologically it's just more impressive. Uh, and yeah, it's got you know, earrings. Just that's how about that. The okay, was one of the first ever mega car. He just oh, first ever mega car. Wow. So because he called yeah, it a mega car, it's a mega car. Because Aston called no, the DB12 the world's first super tour. It's the world's first <laughs> super tour, yeah. not it's the not, 812 super fast. That's a million times faster. Do you know what a mega car is? It places one megawatt of power. I did not know that. It, it's a one megawatt of power. That's why it's a mega car. In the words of Notorious VIG, if you don't know, now you know. And, um, <laughs> yeah. You okay. see, that's, that's the way. Right. It's not just called a mega car. Shivan, when, when you said you don't get the fuss with Koenigsegg, um, the reason, I don't know why you don't, but like the reason why so many people love Koenigsegg like, more than 
other hypercar brands like you know Bugatti is because you know the the CEO of Koenigsegg you know the person who founded Koenigsegg is literally one of us he grew up as one of us and then his, he literally you know just perfected his dream yeah, yeah. Is now living a reality oh yeah no no don't worry. I admire the history behind it and the earlier cars like the CC8 and the I guess to an extent the Agera yeah they're brilliant I love them but after that, they just become so samey, like one to one, yes go, yes go, absolute. It's a bit like the Aventador special editions, like SV, SVJ, Aventador J, Pirelli edition. All these, they're just spin-offs of what, at the core, is the same car. So mm, Koenigsegg like overall, I like, but there's not a particular model which really stands out to me because to me, overall, they're kind of the same. They're a bit like what the Porsche 911 is to Lucas. Like another one comes out, it's just another 911. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. What about the Jumeirah, the new one? Jumeirah is interesting. because they've now said what? They've gone back on their word and said, well, actually now uh, we were going to stick with uh, the most powerful three-cylinder in the world, which you can still get, but for a a very modest uh, no, $400,000 extra, you can get uh, a four-seater, very usable family car with 2,300 brake horsepower. Yeah. Um, that is a multi-million dollar suicide mission. Yeah. It's too much. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, let's see if there's like one more or something. Oh. We'll do one keep, sell, or burn, which is another trend where you have to basically keep one, sell one, and burn one. Uh, we'll do an estate version. E63 estate. Burn. burn. Audi RS6 estate. Sell. Sell. So you guys have to keep a Porsche Panamera Sport Turismo. No, wait. No, 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 Oh, tough luck, you two are now cruising around in the slightly ugly and slightly fugly Porsche. And I am in my RS6. And, wow. yeah, makes me very happy. That's a um, horrible ending. Horrible ending, right? And yet yeah. it's still an ending. Thank you. Uh, cool. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening slash watching. Um, goodbye.